with another episode of The Chris and Daryl Podcast. All right. All right. We got that one locked and loaded for episode six. Man, I tell you what, I it's been a long time since I've been sick. And about a week and a half ago, I got ill. I got the plague. I've been carrying around antiseptic wipes and wiping down all the microphones and everything I touch. And uh, this morning, I kind of woke up and it felt like I was reborn again because I could breathe through one nose. Were you baptized using nasal spray? Yes, I was baptized using Flonase, <laughs> Flodocaine or whatever it's called, ibuprofen. You know, uh, it might be <clears throat> a little awkward, but I call it nasal douche. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. It I, works good. Yeah, it, it does. And I feel bad for anybody that uh, gets a cold. I got a cold. We all get one in Minnesota this time of year. It seems like it's just something you got to deal with. We're all stuck indoors and we have, you know, all these germs hanging out with us. So, yeah, well, it's a good reason to uh, get out do something. Speaking and, of doing something, there's a bunch of events coming up here in Stillwater. And uh, I think we should talk about them. I suppose we should. Yeah. It's kind of what we do. How's the, uh, how's the plowing going in your driveway, Daryl? Uh, well, as you can see, I'm probably that guy who doesn't plow his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to just drive on it. And then it packs down, and I'm happy. But of course, then anyone with a two wheel drive—that's how I keep the guys with two wheel drive out of my yard. <laughs> that's right. We good thing for the neighborhood gas station across the street on the North Hill. Uh, we they let us send our clients over there to buy some beef jerky and corn nuts and gasoline and park in their parking lot to come over to the studio. Plowed parking lot. <laughs> Plowed. Yeah. Bring boots. You know, I just had <clears throat> a driveway this big takes, first of all, quite a few hours for me to do myself. And then if I um, hire it out, it costs about a hundred bucks. And it's, you know, how many times it's snowed in the last couple weeks. And it's like, well, no, I no. Oh, wait a second. I, I remember trading you a four wheeler for <laughs> a, a trailer, a band trailer. Like I got this sweet band trailer and you got this sweet four wheeler. I didn't get the plow. I didn't find the right plow or get the plow in time. Yeah. I looked into it. The plow was a little bit more than... Uh, the four-wheeler? Yeah. <laughs> I got a sweet trailer. I got a sweet four-wheeler that it's got a solid axle. Yeah. Which is, you know, a rough rider on the trails, but great for what I bought it for, but I never actually used it this year. I am going to be using that next year. Yeah, next year it's going to be 80 degrees all winter. I know. Well, that's how it goes. You buy a snowmobile and it doesn't snow. Um, you buy a snowblower, all excited to be, oh, yeah, I'm the man of the house. I'm going to go snowblow my driveway. And then you spend $800 on a snowblower and it doesn't snow. First of all, like, I got this snowblower. My dad got it. And it's it's got these Kevlar blades. Okay. Yeah. Nice oh. and light. It's it's nice and light, but when the snow is like heavy and the snow grader just replowed your the front of oh, your driveway. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's that's when mom gets out there and oh. she starts shoveling. 
she's like a Tasmanian devil, man. She's the best snowblower that has ever lived. It's pretty crazy. That's the second reference I've heard to the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God bless my parents for blowing snow. I know. Heaven forbid their, their well-bodied, strong son can't do it for them. <laughs> I'm never in town, man. I'm always <laughs> in Stillwater doing a podcast or playing music. And anytime I go out there, it's like dinner time. It's kind of fucked up. But yeah. Yeah, that is. We can cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, I get home at midnight and the driveway was completely covered in snow and the plow had already come by and there was like two and a half feet of snow at the berm and it was heavy snow. And I'm just like, fuck it. I got my beats on. I'm listening to, I think it might've been our podcast doing a review, you know? Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, I cleared that entire berm and about two thirds of the driveway. Like I was like, all right, mom and dad are going to wake up in the cleared morning. Cleared it with what? This Kevlar snowblower. Oh, okay. Right? No, but I, I actually spent time and a shovel. I actually did most with by hand with a shovel. I actually, that night, I didn't use the snowblower. It was all by shovel. I cleaned that whole fucker out. And I'm, I'm thinking, I go to bed that night and I'm thinking, oh man, you know, when dad wakes up, he's going to be so pumped that yeah, the right. driveway's cleared. <laughs> yeah, no. So. I know where this is I, going. <laughs> I, go, I go downstairs and uh, mom's making eggs and bacon, and I'm like, you know, dad walks in, sweating bullets. And I'm like, hey, dad, how was that berm at the end of the driveway? He looks at me, and he's like, well, it was three and a half feet high. So, <laughs> so, so dude, it's so messed up, because I, I completely did it by hand the night before at midnight. And at some point, like, and the streets, I don't know how... The snow plowman decided to dump all the snow back in front of my driveway, but he did. And I think he had to have planned it because the night before it was, the streets were cleared. Like, how did that happen? And we're on a side street. So it's like really. Well, Cause their initial, their initial blast down the streets is just like the main drive. And then they come back through with their, with their wing blade and they push the bank back to the curb. And that's, and that's what you got. The second wave. Yep. Yeah. They just come through to make sure the roads are clear to drive on. And then they come through with their wing blade and they wing blade your ass to kingdom come. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. There's a video on uh, that's been kind of trending, if you will, on YouTube of a plow driver. I think he's in Colorado or somewhere else that there's a lot of snow. It is classic. If you're ever wondering how and why that all happens you got to watch this video because the guys, he sits and he's videoing him in a big plow truck and they've got two feet of snow on the roads. And he's like, ha, 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 look at this car. Now you see it. Now you don't. Ha, ha, son of a bitch. You should have probably listened to this snow order. You're not supposed to be parked on the street. Yeah. He literally in, and wherever they're at, they got way more snow and they're he's literally burying cars. Like, and he, he just goes by and he's like, now you see it. No, no, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> and he's laughing about it. He's like, look at this guy up here. Look at this guy. He thinks he's getting away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, oh. he's done. Have fun with that. 
So who knows? You know, think put yourself in the position of a snowplow driver. They know yeah. what they're doing. They know that, you know, yeah, it sucks. You know, they have to plow the roads and your driveway is attached to the road. So, yeah. And <laughs> they and they probably laugh about it every time they go by a driveway <laughs> or somebody's out there a little premature shoveling it like you yeah, were. Like I was. You're like, you didn't drive by right when you were out there doing it. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, I tried. Yeah. I tried. The uh, the the snow ordinance in New Richmond's kind of whacked. What happens is at midnight, you're supposed to park your street or your car on the, the even or the odd. Yeah. Well, you, you actually are not supposed to move it until 6.30 in the morning. Because they need the whole night to do that. Because their... they need the night to do it. So the odd and the even doesn't take place till 6.30 in the morning. Well... Dennis gets home from a gig at midnight at one and he moves his car to the odd or the even side. Well, within the time that he moves it and six 30 in the morning, he gets tickets. All right. Well, let's bust right into the local happenings of local Stillwater, happenings. Minnesota. We're about to get flooded. Yeah, the Minnesota River is going to be the the doozy one too. The Minnesota River. Mm-hmm. Which one's that? That's the Minnesota River, not the Saint Croix River. <laughs> it's one that actually floods. The Saint Croix River floods, but in town here, it's it's you know standard. They built a town to withstand most yeah. of the flooding that can happen. They here, were but... kind of planning on it because of the logs. Yeah, yeah. Not so much an issue with the logs anymore, but. <laughs> But yes, flooding is going to be a thing. It's going to be a big one. They say it's going to be in the top 10. And that's because the per, like the frost went down further this year because we didn't have any snow during the beginning of the year. The frost went down like six inches further than normal, which means there's not going to be a ton of drainage into the soil. And we're going to get a lot of runoff into the rivers. And we're going to be flooded. Good thing we live up a few feet. Though, right? Yeah, from Davenport and anywhere else on the Mississippi. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about some local happenings here in the area in the St. Croix Valley that's about to get flooded out. On uh, April 12th, you got the ninth annual Roots and Bluegrass Music Festival happening out in River Falls, Wisconsin. That goes through April 14th. And uh, you can go and buy your tickets at riverfallsbluegrass.com. Sounds like uh, the Chamber of Commerce out there and the Tourism Bureau. Bureau? Bureau? Bureau. Bureau. Can you <laughs> edit that out? Nope. Bureau. They put that on every year. And I went on their Facebook and there's like 8,000 people interested. So it sounds like oh, actually a cool. pretty cool event. Jordan, have you ever been? No, I've never been. I'd like to go. I think I'll check that out. And uh, the Liftbridge Brewery has a bunch going on in the next month. The big thing is on April 13th is the Mango Blonde Release Party. That's an annual event, and they brew a beer with mango. It's kind of a luau theme. They have a bunch of events going on. They have a limbo. They've got, I think, some bean bags and some other events. 
last year, I think there must have been about 1,500 people there. Pretty big deal. Starts at noon, goes till 10. And uh, I know one of the headliners is Coconut Monkey, the best reggae band in the St. Croix Valley, spearheaded by Mr. James. What an awesome dude. James is so rad. Just Mr. James? Mr. James. Yeah, he's he must be Hawaiian or Polynesian or something, but he's the most reggae in that band, and he kills it. He's awesome. Love you, bro. And every Thursday, you got music there with Third Wheel Project. That starts at 6.30. And I think uh, they've got something going on there on the 20th of March. Bingo. 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 I love the lift bridge. They're about to move to a huge facility. They just bought four acres down the street from their tap room. And uh, they got some big things in the pipeworks for them. Pretty excited. (laughs) Just kidding. So at the Tilted Tiki, every Tuesday, you have $2 Tuesdays, which is a great open mic. It's put on by a bunch of awesome musicians. Starts at 6 p.m. Every Wednesday down at the Tilted Tiki, you got Vingo Music Video Bingo. Whoa. Another bingo. Whoa. I know, know, right? Wait, back up a minute. Say that again. It's fun, entertaining, and free. Win prizes while watching and listening to music video clips while you fill in your bingo card. Sing along fun. Whoa. I know, right? Yeah, that does And the Tilta Tiki is a sponsor of the podcast, so. (laughs) And every Thursday, you got Kurt Jorgensen and Brianna Tagg. The Jorgensen and Tag Duo. They're there every Thursday. And they're the area's best acoustic duo. A must-see and a must-listen. All right. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think those are pretty much the uh, local events, unless anybody knows about hot yoga or anything else going on. What about cold yoga? How come I've never heard of cold yoga? They do that do they? in Alaska. Yeah. They go for like a 5K run and then they go and soak in a glacial stream. Yikes. To control breathing. And I don't think they call it yoga, but it's actually a thing. A thing. It's like the namaste. Is it namaste? Nama, namagaste? Shavasana. It's the end of the yoga session. Okay. The end of the run up there, they soak in a cold stream and... They just take it in. What is up with, uh, so I've heard of that before, the athletes, like, you know, football players and stuff, you see them soaking in ice baths. What's the reason for that? It's probably for muscles and aches and pains and everything. But the first thing that's affected is breathing. I think it has to do with (laughs) muscles more, but. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) they're both shaking their heads. (laughs) (laughs) The, the first thing I do is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is not meant to be a therapy show. No, we're not, I'll edit like, that out. No, don't edit that out. Okay, I won't. No. Okay. Get them laughing at me. Okay. Because they were in a couple of years. You know, like the scientists will come out and they'll be like, "Well, Chris actually, was right. Actually, Chris, <laughs> this was all 
This is all for breathing. <laughs> so it's not for breathing. <laughs> so what's okay, it for? It's like she said, it was it's to slow your metabolism down so you don't produce a ton of lactic acid, which is mm. what kind of makes your muscles sore and and feel that burn. Oh. Okay. But, you know, I'm sure that there's also the the yoga instructor in there saying, hey, control your breathing when you're in that cold bucket of ice. Because that could be training, too. That's mental training, you know? And I think, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure. Uh, dude, sitting in a bucket of ice, I'd like any one of us to get in a bucket of ice and see how we react. Because it, you know how they test pain thresholds on men and women? You stick their hands in a bucket of ice water. And yeah, that's how you test pain threshold. That's how they test pain threshold. Really? See how long you can keep your hand in a bucket of ice water. You will eventually pull it out. And women beat the men by like 30%. Really? Yeah. That's because the guys aren't worried about what beer they're grabbing out of the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Budweiser. All right, sweet. So a couple of episodes ago, back on episode two, we made a prank phone call to Mr. Jones. He's a good buddy of Daryl's. And at the end of the phone call, Mr. Jones calls up Daryl to describe this weird phone call he just received. So we happen to catch a bit of the conversation, and we thought it's too good not to share with you. From that number. God, this is so weird. What the fuck? I feel like like somebody's fucking with me. Uh, well, you're not giving me much info, dude. Okay. Um, so this dude called me. It came up as Chris Snyder. So I was like, Chris? Because I you know, haven't talked with him in a, a year, probably. And, and somebody who wasn't Chris was like, hello? Hello? I was like, yeah, hey. Hi. He's like, hi, Mr. Jones? Like, yeah. And he started talking in this serious southern accent about, like, looking for a property and maybe I could help him and then telling me what he's looking for and all this. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah, I'd love to help you with that. But let me just back up for a second. You're, <laughs> you, you came up as... Uh, somebody I know on my phone, so I don't know. That's why I was confused at first. But yeah, I got a, got me a track phone from Walmart, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was, I was like, <laughs> what? Okay, cool. And then he starts telling me there, he's looking for something for this. He's got a. He wants to operate his business out of. He wants to take family photos, and he's got an ice cream truck self-delivery ice cream truck and he wants it backed up against the field so he can put his deer blind out he's a hunter and i was like okay okay cool cool and telling me how they've been coming up from coming up along 35 south looking in along iowa and the missouri border and like, okay, all right, right on. Where are you coming from? He said, oh, we're down, down in the Ozarks or Arkansas. I'm like, okay, cool. And we got we got a ferret farm. And I was like, a ferret farm? No, ferret, ferret farm. We got roosters. We got 15 baby crocodiles. And that's part of why we want to come up there because 
<laughs> because we bring we bring we got like a mini petting zoo. We bring them state fairs, and we know you got a good state fair up there. I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they got two thousand dollars for a down payment, and they got two thousand dollars. What? Yeah, and they got my. I'm like, where? How do you get my number? And he said, Well, we got it off the the Dina Realty website. <laughs> And then I was like, well, cool, yeah, I mean, okay, right on. Can I, let me get your email address and and phone number just so I have the best contact info for you. And the email address he gave me was picturealaska.me.com. Okay. That's Chris Snyder's email address. Uh, okay. Then I was like, what the fuck? Why does he have Chris's phone number and email address? I haven't, I haven't talked to Chris in a long time. Just, I don't even know if he, like, what the hell? Is he, I, I mean. I can see why he would have his phone number, but why would he also have his email address? Well, that's. Unless it was. That's weird. I know. I last I know he was on tour or something, but I wonder if he got Dude, I wonder if somebody like kidnapped him or something. Okay, but this doesn't make any sense about I mean, what kind of scam could this fucking be? I don't know. What's the they sent a link or something? They, yeah, then he said, I want to send you a link to this podcast we do. It's kind of like a radio show. Um, and he sent me a link, and when I clicked, the, he texted it to me, and when I click on it, do you want to allow the space to open news? Yeah. No application set to open the URL podcast dot blah, 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 blah. Chris, Chris Daryl podcast. Chris Daryl podcast? Well, that's weird. Let me send you a screenshot of what I'm seeing here. Dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Do you huh? have a... Well, do you have the podcast app on your... Or can you go to iTunes or something? or I don't know. Well, I guess I can try to open... I'll open it on my phone. Maybe it'll open on my phone. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, try, yeah, try that. Yeah, try that. All right. You haven't talked to Chris lately either? You're not doing a podcast? No, it's... As far as I know, he was on tour like weeks ago, as far as I know. All right, hold on. Okay. Did you get that? Uh, let's see. That's a screenshot off my computer. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so look at that URL. Chris Daryl Podcast. Oh, what the hell? That's weird, dude. I didn't even... I was just calling you because you know Chris, and then this pops up as that your fucking name. Dude, I don't know what's going on. F- figure out how to open the link and see what it is. Well, I'll, just, I'll try it on my phone, I guess. I don't know if I can do it while I've got you on the phone. Yeah, just exit out. Oh. Put me on speaker. Oh, hold up now. The Chris and Daryl podcast. He just sent me another fucking link, a, a YouTube link of this, with your face on it and Chris's face. <laughs> are, you, are you fucking with me? <laughs> you are fucking with me? Yeah. You're on episode two, dude. <laughs> What's up, Zach? 
You don't sound too thrilled. <laughs> were you getting worried? Tell me now, were you getting worried that you're going to have a guy with 15 alligators? Oh, so who was doing the voice? Well, that was Chris Snyder. <laughs> That's pretty good, bro. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing you, bro. Okay. Yeah, you too. <laughs> well, uh, today on the podcast, we have Billy K, Billy Kizar. Kizar. How do, how do I say that? Am I right? Kizar. Spelled K E Z A R, but you say it as in I don't know where my keys are. Nice. Yeah. I'm not sure where Billy's keys are. Yeah. I'm really sure. You are? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever lose your keys? Yes. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You're a key loser. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like it's all the time. It's not a uh, a uh, uh, epidemic in my life by any means, but it's happened. And then you got people saying the obvious. I have I have a cousin who uh, uh, he has a different last name. His last name is Reed. But anytime I'm looking for anything, whether it's keys, wallet, a notebook, looking for a pen, doesn't matter what it is, he will make that joke. So you don't uh, you don't know where your <laughs> Where your keys are, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> he, he loves that joke. He's gotten, uh, uh, well, he, I'm three months older than him, so so he's gotten a solid uh, roughly 32 years out of that joke. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to come up with something against him. Oh, I tell him he doesn't know how to read. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Not as funny. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't travel as well. Does he know how to spell your name? He does. He does. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could call him. You'd have, to be, you'd have to be able to read to know if, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in the studio today to talk a little bit about your music and yeah. your career in music and even play us a live song. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, tell us a little bit Absolutely. about your, you know, what, what are you up to music-wise these days? These days... Um, I'm the type of person that, uh, every time I've tried to record an album, I, uh, I, I get a little bit into it and decide it's not good enough and I delete the whole thing and, and go right back to the drawing board. But, uh, um, my goal is to start this spring because I've taken a lot of years to flush the songs out and get them to a point where I'm happy with them before I've started recording, done the pre-production stuff, right? So... This spring, I want to start, and I hope to have something out a full length by this fall. Awesome. Yeah. And are you going to um, showcase one of the... Yeah. Yep. One, one of the of songs from that it? album I played today. Yep. What's the name of that song? Red Pine Trees. Red Pine Trees. Yep. The Red Pine Tree, the state tree of Minnesota, yes, also known is. as the Norwegian Pine, I yes. believe. Is that from up north where you're you're from, or...? You know, I've never actually, seen one. actually, no, you, uh, no, they're all, you know, over. and from, I call them plywood trees or two by fours. Yeah. They're two by fours. They're long, straight. Yeah. And um, they harvest them for two by fours. Yeah. Okay. They've, they've built most of the houses in Minnesota. Um, well, central Minnesota, recently. like your lakes region, uh, even, you know, your Beltrami forest area, there's more, but, um, where I'm from, no, there aren't a lot. Um, but crisscrossing this state, so where I'm from is Thief River Falls, Minnesota, we, um, um, you have to go through the heart of all of that to get there. And I'm, I go back home quite a bit from here in, in Stillwater. And 
a lot of what that song about is just being out on the road, driving through that part of the state a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, being out on the road. Cool. In between. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So w- what do you do now? You're, you're a luthier. You're- yeah. I'm a luthier. I work here in Stillwater at a place called music makers. Um, doing scratch builds. A lot of what we do, we do, uh, kits so we uh, machine all the parts and then send them all out uh with an instruction book so people can have a try putting them together themselves without having to have a full um wood shop you know awesome Um, that's a lot of what we do we do still do a lot of finished instruments as well um harps primarily have been really taken over in these last handful of years um but we still do Ukuleles and banjos and uh, dulcimers, salmodicans, a bunch of dulcimers. You guys got dulcimers? Dulcimers, yeah. Ham- hammered dulcimer. Hammered dulcimer and mountain dulcimer. Yep. Uh, I want to yep. get my hands Good on for a pointing dulcimer. that out. Yeah. I yep. want we, one in the we studio. We make hammered dulcimers. Yeah. Really? Yep. I want one in here. Yeah. You could buy the kit and then build it yourself. I mean, it wouldn't be you know just have some clamps and some glue and yeah. Obviously, you got to do all the sanding and finishing. That's the fun stuff. That is the well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it is. It is. It's all the fun part. Awesome. I actually have a harp. I'd be curious to know where it was made, but I have a nice harp. I'll go grab it later oh, yeah. and let you just take a look at it and tell me yeah. what you think. Yeah, it's a nice lap harp. Okay, it's got a nice sound box on it. And yep. But yeah, I've been interested to know more about it. You know the 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 how many manufacturers there are for those sorts of things and all that throughout the country or world. It's not a lot, something I have a lot of information on. Um, it's a new modern one that was made somewhere in Minneapolis. Oh, There's it is. There's a chance that you actually made it. Because <laughs> I don't know, I forgot the name of the company that made it. Okay. But you'll take one look at it and be like, yeah, that's our competitor. If it comes, or, well, right, yeah. Or I mean, that's or that's my company. Yeah. Or whatever, so. I would know if it's, yeah, I would know from looking at it if it's from our shop, but. Very cool. Yeah. So that brings you to... Your side gig playing music or playing music? Yep, been trying to do that more within this last eighteen months or so. Um, before that, did it very little, just some open mics here and there. But what about took a while to get my confidence level up there to really want to do it a lot, you know? Okay. What about playing all the different instruments that you guys are manufacturing or making? Do you do you like to dabble in learning how to play these instruments? A lot of the ones, so where I'm working right now, I've only been there two and a half years, and, you know, I've gotten nowhere in learning how to play the harp. Um, but I do play the mandolin and piano, and uh, but mostly I uh, play drums and guitar. So okay. with with all of that, I've kind of been busy enough focusing on those without trying to throw the harp in there. It'd be fun, but a lot of strings. A lot, a lot of strings, strings to wrangle. A, yeah. Yeah. And knowing which ones to pluck yeah, and which ones and not a, to. Yeah, see, that's the thing is there's no like good transition there. It's not like a similar guitar cording or, you know, how something from the guitar to go to the mandolin at least made a little bit of sense because there's frets at yeah. least. Yeah. With this is an entirely different, entirely different ballgame. And I suppose is the dulcimer the same way kind of opens, it's open. That's open G tuning, isn't it? Open. Or not the hammer, but the mountain dulcimer. Okay. See, I don't know. Hammer I, dulcimer again. Now, see, that's. You know, play it's with like the hammer. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a harp you play with the mallet. Yeah, more of a mallet driven yeah. instrument. And that stuff again, that's a whole other you're developing a brand new skill set just to get started. I know. 
And that's kind of why I'm like, well, do I buy this thing to, to, or, and then you have to commit to learning how to play it. You know, for, to, if you, you're, you're thinking about getting one for recording purposes, I mean, yeah. You just figure it I out mean, as you yeah, go. Yeah. Cause then you figure, you know, you're trying to just, you know, add this sound. particular type of sound to yeah. this one part of one track, then, then yeah, it's worthwhile. But so you, you know, get it. Yeah. I get that. That's Absolutely. why I, um, my recordings sound like I know how to play a lot of instruments, but I'm the one that can hit delete. Start over. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I've been doing uh, just a little bit of recording with a buddy on just, you know, he lives in Phoenix. So we've just been throwing some tracks back and forth on this recording app called Spire. And he'll send me something and I'll put a, a lead guitar part over it, but it'll take me 20 minutes to get the 30 second bit down. It makes it sound like I can, re I can really play one, but I'm really pretty lost. <laughs> recording artists is yeah. what they do though. Yeah. He can My favorite figure is that, your way around a lot better yeah. than he can when it's live. Yeah. You know. There's that classic YouTube video of the producer producing this girl in the booth and back by the control board, she sounds like this pop singer and everybody and but the but the control, you know, the engineer is just going crazy back there and then they pan to the other side of the window and it's just like ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. It's hilarious. It is funny. Auto correction. Yeah, and just, you know, what... Auto-tune. Isn't that cheating, though? I mean, you can use it, it as a tool, but when you use it to completely transform something into something it's not, I mean, yes. auto-tune as a tool, yeah, to like... True, but it's become a an effect that people are using and they've created an entire genre around it almost, you know, like um, a lot of rap stuff that when, they, when they're singing in rap stuff, it's the auto-tune. And it's become this thing, and now they're using it on as an effect. And it's this cool effect, kind of like the wah, 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 yeah. wah, that they're always doing. Like they find this one cool little sound and then they take and it and it just explodes through a genre of music. And that's what autotune has become. Well, it, yeah, it is cool as an effect, just not as a crutch. Yes. Yeah. 100% agreed. Good luck playing live. Right. Well, you can autotune live. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying just like raw. Yeah. Completely like, acoustic. Well, they're not the ones serenading women at a campfire. Because <laughs> you can't bring your out-of-tune box to the campfire. Yet. 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 It's going to be on the next iPhone. <laughs> it probably already is. Oh, gosh, that's depressing. Yeah. We're no longer unique. Everyone can do it. So why well, are you moving north? Family, family up there, you know, and like I said, I've spent a lot of time crisscrossing the state just to get back home. Um, I like to hunt. Uh, we've got hunting land up there. Um, the little town of Thief River Falls that I'm from is growing right now. Um, my dad owns a music store up there, and I think it's a good time to go up there and become a part of his business and see what we can do to grow that and to, um, you know keep bringing more live music up there. He does live shows at his store, Keysar Music, um, throughout the winters from uh, December all the way through March. We do a live show every month up there. Um, he's been doing that for a decade now, but to be a part of that and help him grow that and figure out how to keep it sustainable and keep live music, um, you know, part of Northwestern Minnesota. And um, yeah, just having that uh, a better sense of purpose by being up there and helping family out as instead of just being down here struggling just to support myself, I can go up there and, you know, better sense of community, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, I know a few people up there and I've noticed 
just from my years of knowing some folks that live up there, the families are very tight knit up there. They are. And they're very family oriented. There's a, a strong bond between families. And I've noticed that it's different there than is. down here in the cities. There is. Well, and you know, it, it's a little different, but even you, you do see it down here in this area as well. But for me, I just don't have that because my family's so far away. And even everybody I work with at the shop here, they all grew up somewhere within 30 miles of Stillwater as to, as to where all of their families are still in this area, you know, and you just see the more of a sense of, uh, uh, you know, a sense of them being content with their lives a little bit more when you have access to that on a regular basis. Yeah. I you hear know, that. As opposed to just trying to, you know, start to feel like you're spinning your wheels, trying to build something impossible when what you want is already established somewhere else and just, what are the, yeah, well, the whole thing of bloom where you planted, right? Yeah. So just returning to your roots and giving that a try as an adult, you know, didn't care for it growing up, but you come to find out nobody really cares for where they grow up. Yeah. You know, that angsty teenager just trying to be anywhere other than where you are. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. And the best of luck to you, too. I think well, thank that, you. Yeah. I think that that's a good staple to go by, too, is <clears throat> exactly like you said it best. You know, go where you were planted. If if the system's already established, make it better. Yeah. Now you're there to make it better. Yeah, help make it better. And yeah. the traffic is just non-existent up there. So that that's something that really drives me crazy is getting stuck in traffic. How's the fishing? Good. Um, especially well, you go, you know, 60 miles north of there, you got Lake of the Woods. But even my parents' house is right on the, uh, the Red Lake River. Ooh. And... It's shallow and it's not always great, but for the most part, you can always get a canoe in there. You can always canoe for hours and still fit good fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And plenty of places, not a lot of lakes in that area, but everything's within striking distance. Absolutely. So tell us about the song you're about to play. Yeah. Red Pine Trees. That's Well, you uh, did tell us about it a little bit. Um, maybe we already got that, but. Or was that before we started? Well, tell us about it. Yeah, tell us about the song you're about to play. Yeah, I wrote it uh, a couple years ago. It was right after I'd finished uh, Luthier School. Uh, I had a part-time job doing repair work in Wilmer, Minnesota. I was living in Delano, Minnesota. That's a 90-mile drive between the two. I was also working part-time at Pizza Lucha in Uptown, driving in there, and working part-time at a restaurant in Delano. So it was just this... I'd worked really hard for a couple years to try to you know, get something established for myself and, and just the finishing and, and still being frustrated with still just having to do so much just to break even, you know. So it's kind of a song about that frustration of, you know, getting older and thinking that you should be beyond that, but you still carry around some of that angst and, and frustration on how to figure your life out, you know. And, and really, I think the song was just about that. Awesome. Well, Billy Keysar. In the studio here on the Chris and Daryl podcast. Here's a song. Sweet. Perfect. Thanks for coming on, brother. You bet. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Trying not to fight with myself every day 
drunk neurotic 12 year old who's usually confused and terrified of those who scare too easy finding things they maybe never even knew that they deserved There is nothing I know that I've doubt myself Hell to find the right road ahead to wreck my health To be foolish and young it means I ought to wind up old and Where the lakes turn to tea from the red pine trees Shaking on the shores up there Just dancing like we used to do When I die, I wanna be drinking wine by a fireside. I don't care when, just so long as I do. And then I can stay up late anytime I want to. It's something I really never. I deserved There is nothing I know That I've taught myself Hell to find the right road ahead to wreck my health To be foolish and young It means I ought to wind up old and wise Where the lakes turn to tea from the red pine trees Shaking on the shores up there Just dancing like we used to do